0: season seasoned sports fan teams up with a millennial, opinions may vary, but the debates assuredly won't disappoint. Check your sources. It's the report, Old Report. Here's your hosts, John Lund and Al Renato. Well, Al, another exciting week in athletics. This week specifically, the excitement comes because of Super Bowl 54 and the Kansas City Chiefs winning a championship for the first time in 50 years. Kansas City fans, or wherever you'd like to say they're from, are now Super Bowl champions (laughs) taking down the San Francisco 49ers and Uh, their historied franchise. Would have been nice to get another one for the... Two hands, but alas, they must wait. Ton to get into on the game, but I know you're excited for one, Andy Reid, finally getting that Lombardi trophy and sealing his fate for the NFL Hall of Fame. Not that he necessarily needed a Super Bowl to get in, but this is it. Everybody loved Andy Reid at the end of this game, and he was happy to hoist that trophy at the end.
1: Well, Johnny first of all, obviously, you know, hello to all our our listeners. I hope they enjoyed the game yesterday as a great deal of people did because ratings up for the first time in four years. So we don't need the New England Patriots to have a Super Bowl that everybody wants to watch to either root for or root against. Um, Maybe evidence that uh, people were New England out. New Englanded, New England out. Patrioted, pa- patrioted uh, they did enough of the Bellagic and Tom Brady. So you're not two mammoth markets to say the least, you know, in Kansas city and San Francisco, San Francisco, certainly large, but, you know, we're, we're not talking about New York, LA, Chicago, Philadelphia, Dallas, and uh, ratings way up. So glad to see that. I uh, had interested, you know, for my money, you give me a Super Bowl that's pretty well played and, you know, goes down to the last two minutes, and I'm a happy camper. Good good game, competitive game, interesting game, a little odd in terms of, you know, the way it was called by one coach. Uh, Odd in terms of the way it was officiated where The biggest call of the game was contrary to the way the entire game was called. But back to your original point, very happy for Andy Reid, who clearly cemented uh, what is absolutely positively a Hall of Fame career. Any doubts have been eliminated. You look at the numbers, they're remarkable. I mean, regular season wins, playoff wins, uh, years of, of 10 wins or more. I mean, he, he's gonna wind up whenever he retires in all probability in, in the top five of wins and top five of playoff wins. I mean the, the names ahead of him are you know Shula Landry, uh, George Hallis. you know it, it, it's the who's who of coaches. so uh you know for Andrew A- 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 and to read to be in that list really is astounding and a lot of people really didn't stop to look at where he was in regard to those other great head coaches and that he is way ahead of so many that we think of as great coaches and right there with you in the midst of the great coaches of all time and uh, that is incredibly impressive and now there's no doubt whatsoever uh, that he's a hall of fame coach I, I guess the odd thing probably is that you know it's not like oh well you know he hasn't won the it's so only a second time there, you know you you would think Andy Reid's been there three four times this is only his second trip because of all the playoff heartbreak break excuse me uh, with the Eagles lost a lot of tough games a lot of conference finals obviously the heartbreak last year in losing in overtime to the Pats so Andy Reid's finally got his ring his young superstar. Who is many are anointing already is one of the greatest of all time. We can talk about that, but let's we'll certainly pump the brakes. Third year is a little premature. Uh, but let's remember, in further evidence of the genius of Andy Reid, he's the guy who engineered the trade to move up uh, and take who? Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech, son of the former twin right hander, uh, who is, at least so far, off to one of, if not the greatest start to a career in the history of any NFL quarterback. lot to talk about in terms of breaking it down. I thought this game was odd also in terms of the betting aspect of it. I thought that everything pointed to the Niners being a three-and-a-half or four-point favorite, and I, I, I guess it was offset by the quarterback. That, that's all I could think of, because when you looked at it from a talent point of view and Uh, the aspect of the rosters and who was better uh, on both sides of the ball in terms of in the trenches, aspects of the offense and defense, you really only gave the Chiefs the uh, edge quarterback and the wide receiver spots. And yet, uh, because of that edge with the quarterback, it's, uh, it's the Chiefs one to one and a half point spread depending upon time and place of your bat but they covered it and uh, I'm, I'm very curious to what you think of the way this game started what happened just before the halftime and you know what your thoughts were after the patrick holmes interception with uh between seven and eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter down two scores
0: well dealing with the first half first it appeared that the 49ers came out doing exactly what they wanted to do offensively, moving the ball up and down the field, scoring here and there. They could have scored a lot more. It, it felt like, and against the chiefs, as we know, you have to score and keep scoring, but offensively, it was, it was fast paced. The The first half flew by and Patrick Mahomes played one of the worst games we've ever seen him play played one of the worst games we've ever seen him play for three quarters really but in the first half it was something was amiss something was up and it was up to the 49ers to take advantage of that hold on to the football keep him off the field and try and score points unfortunately for them one of the big turning points for the game, and, and perhaps the biggest depending on who you speak to, is what happened at the end of the first half. We know that the 49ers don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan. I don't know why. Uh, they, they seem to only do it sometimes. So the Chiefs are going to punt the football. If the 49ers were to call timeout before that punt, it would be about a minute 47 left in the second quarter. They'd have two timeouts. They'd 10-10, and they would get the ball after, we don't know if there would have been a miracle because they almost had the ball pinned at the one, but it ends up being a touchback. So you've got two timeouts, a minute 47, and an opportunity to get Potentially into field goal range. Unfortunately, it looks like they have no interest in doing such a thing. Similar to uh, a caller brought this up on Mad Dog Sports Radio today, what they did against the Saints. Satisfied with how things are, let's get to the locker room. We're getting the ball in the third quarter. Some teams definitely do that. And in the regular season, sure. In the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, when the narrative has been you have to score points, they elect to run the ball a couple times, and time is not of the essence. It's really looking like we're going to the half. So the Chiefs are like, "Uh, okay, we're going to call one of our timeouts then and make you do something. So then they decide to throw it on third down, end up picking up a big chunk of yards to get around midfield, and then draw a play. On
1: on, on a very safe play. Very
0: safe to the running back. But it works. And you're like, okay, wow. They run another play to George Kittle. The call, as you mentioned, questionable for pass interference. You could definitely see what he did. I'm just surprised it was called. It seemed like in this game the officials mostly let guys play, not calling things that on slower replay looked like they should have been called. Some stuff quarterback-wise, Jimmy G was getting hit up toward the head sometimes.
1: Uh, you saw it too, huh? Below the legs.
0: You know, he, was, he was getting hit, but they were letting everything go. And this pass interference, we've seen a lot worse go uncalled. It's basically what it comes down to but that play in general sets them up well within field goal range with around 14 seconds to go. But it's like, what a great play call that was. Why didn't you do that a minute and a half ago? It seemed like you just did it because you were forced into having to do something, right? Play for a touchdown. Go, Hurry. They seemed content with heading into the locker room, tied 10-10. Which, and then, and holding that the call, Chiefs to 10 is great. I mean, it's yeah. great going in 10-10, but if you tell me how it happened and why it happened, I, I didn't like the conservative nature of that final drive. And then they show on television John Lynch sitting up in the booth screaming, screaming, screaming timeout, <laughs> and unfortunately he doesn't have a headset. And
1: that call, whether you think it was a good call or a bad call, gets Andy Reid off the hook, because people are going to be saying, well, why'd you call a timeout? Well, the reason he called the timeout was obvious. I mean, granted, there wasn't a whole lot of time left after the second down play, which resulted in uh, the third down situation for the 49ers. But you know, the, the Chiefs' attitude is just give me the ball. You know, we can score from anywhere and we can do it quickly. So they're thinking third and long. Will they even put the ball in the air? They'll probably run it again and make us call another timeout. So, you know, let's take a chance to get the ball back. We got a good kicker. You never know. But lo and behold, they do put it in the air. They get the first down. And not a lot of time left, but enough time to still get yourself in scoring position if you can get a long enough play, which is exactly what they hit, on a great throw. Fabulous throw. They attack Sorensen, who, you know, for all his effort and the big plays that he's come up with in the postseason in terms of calling, he made the tackle on the ill-advised fake punt. Uh, He jarred the ball loose on the kickoff return that caused the fumble. It was all part of the barrage against Bill O'Brien's squad when they erased the 24-0 lead against Houston. He can't cover a statue. And Kittle did not need to push off. He had him beat. Had him beat clean. But he, and it's not like he was being grabbed. He didn't have to push off at all. It's not one of those deals where he was going back and forth, back and forth. Let that one go. They weren't going back and forth. He had, he had swords and beat cleanly. It was a great throw. It was right there. But he wanted a little more space. So he gave him a good shot, and extended that arm to get a little more clearance. Didn't have to do it. It was a nickel and dimer in terms of the way the rest of the game was officiated, but it was the right call. I wasn't crazy about it, but it was the right call. So instead of a chance to go in up 13-10, get the ball, start the second half, you wind up at 10-10, more so, not I shouldn't say more so, yes, because of that call, but also because you basically, from the beginning of it, your intent was to just forfeit a possession. You didn't do that. Ultimately, you went for it, but you went for it with such a little time left. You left yourself with no no, no margin for error, and you forfeited a possession against a mediocre defense. Why? You know, you, you could have done a lot of things. You, you could have run the ball the same way on first down, but you have so much more time to work with. You could have run a safe pass play. Regardless, we don't know if things would have turned out the same way in terms of what play selection would have been and the success on third down and there would have been that much more time. We don't know any of that, but give yourself the opportunity at least. This is a guy who had the game salted away as an offensive coordinator in the Super Bowl against the Patriots and kept rolling. So what are you doing? And even if you are going to run the ball, I'm fine with you running the ball because that's your best office. I was saying during the first day, why don't you run the ball? And of course, boom, once they started running the ball, I'm like, nothing, I'm some soothsayer. But boom, down the field they went. And they jump out to a 10-7 lead. I just did not understand why they were intent On straight dropbacks, when their running offense, whether it was the reverses to Samuel, whether it was uh, the running backs going right up the gut or on the sweeps or off the successful runs, play action worked superbly. Straight dropbacks did not work. They rarely worked. Jimmy G off the play action, rolling out, Whatever the case may be, had Kansas City on the run. Some of the stuff was even well covered, and he was throwing the ball superbly. Made some beautiful throws, uh, whether it was to the running back, whether it was to the tight ends, whether it was to the wide receivers. He was throwing the ball beautifully off a of play action. Straight drop back, pressure, interceptions, deflections, etc. I thought this coach, when it counted most, did a incredibly poor job of putting his quarterback in position to win the game, or in 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 a position to succeed, I thought when it counted most, he failed him the most.
0: And that's what has made them so successful, and why one of the reasons why they got to the Super Bowl, he's been able to make Jimmy Garoppolo look great and do great things. I don't want to say in a controlled environment, because you could draw up as many plays as you want, and in football it can change in half a second if somebody misses a block or something goes wrong. But he's put him in position for us to not see too many flaws. We were sort of like, eventually this isn't going to work, right? This is Jimmy Garoppolo. Why did you pay him so much money? This isn't going to happen. But it kept happening. I mean, they were the second second most points in the NFL this season. It's not like the offense, they're not winning 10-3. They're putting up points as the season went on. They have playmakers.
1: Let's also remember
0: from an experience point of view, he may be 28, but he lost an
1: entire season last year, and he has started less games as an NFL quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. So it's not like he's a seasoned grizzly vet he's still a young quarterback in terms of game experience. And considering the experience, he has played very well, and they've had a great deal of success. His record as a starter is very gaudy. And you saw the flaws in the first half yesterday. The throw under pressure, which resulted in the interception, was an incredibly poor decision. No doubt about it. and. With the exception of that throw.
0: He kind of shrugged he was, that throw off. It was like, all right, you know, he was due for one of those. We haven't really seen that. Right.
1: But okay, but you move on. Except for that, he was terrific. And Patrick Mahomes, as great as he's been, was awful. Not only was he flustered by the pressure, and we knew there was going to be pressure, and he did escape quite a bit, even in the first half. There could have been more sacks, but they were a bunch. But he was pressured. He looked flustered. And I don't know about you. Even when he had a clean pocket, he, he just was not throwing the ball well. It, it looked, it didn't look like it was coming out clean. It didn't look like he was in any kind of rhythm. And when he had guys open, even on balls he completed, the throws didn't look good. They were behind receivers. They were short. They, they looked like they were late. It looked like he was late in getting to guys. He didn't hit anybody. Uh, uh, you know, where there was a building to gain yards after the catch. Nobody nobody caught a ball in stride. And it it was more so broken tackles or misses or excellent plays by his skill people, whether it was receiving Williams, I thought was fabulous. He had some huge plays that weren't mammoth plays, but were made guys miss to get first downs in big spots to keep drives alive. I I thought he should have been I, I clearly thought he was the should have gotten the, the, the game MVP. Notwithstanding um, the last run, the, the, the last run having nothing to do with it because that was the icing on the cake. Once he got that first down, the game was over. He could have sat down. He didn't. Even without that being a long touchdown run, even if it was just a run where he sat down to end the game. I thought he was their most important player, uh, along with Hill, for the entire game. Uh, And you can throw in uh, Sammy Watkins, who also had a brilliant game. I thought Mahomes was not even – in terms of the way he played, except for the last couple drives, which to me is not an MVP make, especially when you had other guys who played well, I I didn't think he was anywhere near the player that we saw, um, and I didn't think he should have gotten the MVP. I agree. He was terrific in the last drive. He was okay the drive before – the third and 15 play somehow that is, is a busted coverage and that throw was late and it wasn't a great throw. It was, you know, clearly, uh, underthrown, uh, he'll had to wait for it, but you know, he was clearly flustered by the pressure and they were in dire straits in that second half. And the rush had gotten to him. They were overpowering the Kansas city offensive line Moses was doing whatever he wanted. Uh, they got a huge break. He caused the strip sack that, that Moses was lucky enough to fall on. Uh, but when they come out 10-10, the first interception was a terrible throw, uh, and right down the field they go after that interception. And then you know back and forth you go, and then comes uh, you know 20 to 10, and then. It looks for all the world like they're on their way in where all they need is a score and yet another awful throw, uh, which stopped them from getting points. And at 20 to 10, as we discussed earlier, less than eight minutes to go, you're thinking this game, if San Francisco takes care of business, this game's over. But it was... For, for all that they did and looked like they were in complete control, you know, they, they pulled the oars in. They, they stopped doing what the Niners had done all year long. They stopped doing what the Niners did in the playoffs. And they stopped right there doing what you thought the Niners would do and, and take advantage of a Kansas City defense that they had been able to run the ball against and work play action. And um, it, it just, I, I didn't understand the coaching mentality at all. all, You know, what he did at the end of the first half was literally giving up a chance to to even assess, give yourself enough time to assess the circumstances. Okay, not working. Let's take it in a 10 all start with the ball to start the third quarter, never even gave the team or himself the opportunity to take advantage of that possession. You didn't have to throw the ball over the field. You could have run what you ran and see what happened, but you know you didn't. You, you gave away a possession in the most important game, the last game of the year, the most important game of the sport, with everything on the line. You didn't trust either your offense to produce, or if they didn't produce, your defense to stop them. So you didn't trust your whole team. Didn't make sense.
0: Let's take a quick break to pay the bills. He's Al Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the new report, old report, here on Sports Radio America. We welcome you back. I'm John Lund. He's Al Renato, and this is the new report, old report. All signs were pointing to this going the 49ers way, not just after the first half, but well into the second half. One of the alarming numbers as far as going away from your game plan, and we've talked about this in the postseason about the 49ers aren't flashy on offense and and they're not going to be the video game type of game on offense like the Kansas city chiefs are on defense. It's similar, but that wins football games while teams have somewhat gone away from that, or they're not able to do it on both offense and defense. This was a team that could, we saw a Tennessee Titans team, that was able to do it and make a deep run into the postseason, playing to get into the Super Bowl. Not too flashy, old school, but it works. The 49ers ended the game with 22 rushing attempts compared to Kansas City's 29. Their box score for their rushing attempts and how it'll look on paper makes it seem like they were losing the game 31 to nothing and they had to just keep passing to get to those 20 points when in reality they were in a perfect spot to be able to run the football down the Chiefs throat which they did on several different possessions well and you just thought if they just keep doing this and Patrick Mahomes is playing probably his worst game that we've seen which as you mentioned I don't know how you can be mediocre poor for three of four quarters in a super bowl and still win an mvp three and a half, <laughs> three and a half right i i'm not i i know we favor the quarterback in the national football league i know that award often goes to the quarterbacks too and it will be cool for people to say his accolades now and include a super bowl mvp at the age of 24 but that one was tough that one was tough i i we're gonna get to the fourth quarter and what he was able to do and how he led them to a win but for the game no but everything happened in the first half where you thought this is finally when the chiefs aren't gonna get breaks go their way first three and out start the game then 49ers score a field goal okay we're on the board Chiefs come back with a touchdown, you get the sense that maybe here we go again in the postseason. They go down. With
1: Andy, with Andy Reid going for it on fourth down, to yes. his credit. None, yes. none of the, you know, huge play early um, on the third down run. Mahomes, and look, Mahomes got a break. Sloppy with the football. He makes a nice play with his feet. Takes the ball down to the one yard line. Looks like it's going to be a first down, but he's got the ball out, of the limb, like the old fan Loaf of Bread saying, and it is way out. And he gets hit hard, all clean, shoulder to soldier, shoulder, ball goes flying, but backwards and out of bounds. So it gets a big break that it stays in bounds. Yes, it cost him a first down, but now Andy Reid goes for it. Why not? You know, caution to the wind. And now I thought that ball originally was, I thought it was going to be about a fourth and two, fourth and three. So I think they and they did send the field goal unit out there originally, but it was actually fourth and one, and field goal unit called them back, went for it, funky play, all right, Um, and uh, to their credit, I like the gamble. Uh, It's the Super Bowl, go for it. This is your best unit, and uh, they take the seven three lead. Looks like all's right with the world. And then you know, really, Mahomes struggled from then on to the fourth quarter, to the middle of the fourth quarter, and Kansas City, and look, they weren't just running straight stuff; they were running their misdirection, they were running their wide receiver rever- with their with uh, their rookie wide receiver Samuel, the reverses, uh, they caught him in space a couple times, they got him on the uh, on the jet sweeps, and their offense was looking. Very solid, very versatile, and everything was – there was a nice mix. uh, And, uh, again, off of play action, everything was working for Jimmy J. Throws were right pinpoint because some of those throws were well covered. But he was hitting guys in stride against coverage. uh, To Kansas City's credit, they put pressure on him. They did a good job with pressure the entire time. Spagnola had guys in Jimmy G's face a lot, especially on the straight dropbacks, and pressured him, made him throw while being hit a couple different times. And what was working most was the
0: play action. It was neutralizing the pass rush. We get into another situation where you, you don't want to think this, but it slowly was creeping into your mind they're up twenty ten and you you just get a brief flash of Kyle Shanahan with a lead in the Super Bowl just brief because it 's not twenty eight to three there 's no need to panic, but there 's a brief let 's see if they can hold on to this because really if you 're the chiefs, this is right where you want them. <laughs> with the lead in the second half of a playoff game no problem we'll be fine for whatever reason it, it seemed like this would be different and probably the i don't want to say what decided the game but what's getting pointed to is with five or so minutes to go and an opportunity to hold on to a 20 to 17 lead. You're going to need four first downs or so to literally seal the game, but you can start doing something to really put the game in your hands.
1: Before we get to that 20 to 10 and the ball three and out
0: three and out. What do you think the play calls were folks? (laughs) Not, not enough running, not enough running. Not enough running. Shotgun. We'll run it maybe here and there, but but the throws. Too much throwing. Not enough running.
1: And again, no play action. No play action. No play action. Straight drop back. Straight drop back allows Jones to step back. He's not going to get to the quarterback, get his mitts up. He's not doing that on play action. Because he's got to honor the rush. And the spot you're alluding to, second and five, straight drop back. Now, he was wide open. Kittle was wide open.
0: Terrell the Suggs, I'm, folks, on the second, is on the old. And five. <laughs> and he, can, he can no longer cover a guy like George Kittle in the National Football League. We understand on
1: second, that. On the second and five, Kittle was wide open. All right? But Jones knocks it down. Why does Jones knock it down? Because without the play action, he doesn't have to honor the run. Now you got third and five. Another incompletion. And it was at the scramble when he's knocked out of bounds.
0: No, another incompletion.
1: For that. The scramble, the scramble when he's knocked out of bounds was on was on the prior possession, right. correct? Right. When he was scream when when Shannon was screaming for the late hit, which it was not. Right. So the third, and you, instead of running the ball on second and five, clock moving, attacking your strength, their weakness. You now third and five, and you got your quarterback in a situation doesn't want to be in. Next thing you know, ball's back in their hands, and just the. the Game had just completely flipped. Completely flipped. This is where you had a chance to retake the momentum that you lost on the third and 15 total defensive collapse. I mean, you've got a sack, you've got a false start, and you've got him back on a third and 15. He takes one of his typical 13 or 14 yard drops. And for some reason, the cornerback. Drops off of Hill and leaves him. How, how would you ever leave Hill? How do you ever leave Hill? And a busted coverage, and there he is. And you know, again, uh, not a great throw by any means. A throw, a ball that he was wide open had to wait for, forever it seemed. You know, you when you saw him waiting for the ball, you were wondering where's the defender to come come in late and knock it away.
0: Right, any or, of them. Or,
1: or, or, or blast till as the ball gets there. So and he's way literally it was like slow motion. You wait for that ball to come down. Finally comes down by the time he does catch it. He's surrounded by two or three guys, but that flipped the game. Then you have the interference penalty, which was probably a call that the Niner fans didn't like, but was clearly interference because no way shape or form did he play the ball back completely to the ball on Kelsey. And that puts you into your 20 to seven or your, um, your twenty to seventeen scenario, and then you have the th- the, the three out on um, as we said, you know, second five ill advised throw, third and five incomplete, and there's Patrick Mahomes now with a little something going, feeling better about himself, and to the Chiefs receivers credit, they did a great job of making. Chicken salad out of chicken shit. They did a great job with a lot of bad throws. Whether it was A, just possessing it, B, possessing it in traffic and taking big hits and not being afraid to take big hits and still trying to get yards after the catch. And and catching balls in traffic, getting to the sticks, or creating second or third and shorts, runs after the catch, You know, making a guy or two miss. Williams, tremendous on little flares a couple times for first downs, also taking care of the ball when hits came from behind. There were more than a few times in that game where it was a situation where you would often see a receiver hit from behind and the ball come loose. And that never happened. Remember, the only turnovers in that game for Kansas City were Patrick Mahomes. His interceptions and his strip sack, which he did recover. The rest of his offense played a clean, and I thought brilliant game. No drop passes. uh, You know, Hill had the one that wound up being a trap, which was a terrible throw. It was wide open that he had to come back to, and wound up as he went down. uh, It was up against his chest and the ground, so that's obviously a trap. And to get it cleaned. And I believe that was the drive that resulted in the third and 15.
0: Yeah, it actually worked out for the Chiefs.
1: (laughs) So so it worked out better off anyway. But the point is, I thought the Chiefs uh, receivers and and backs did a great job in that game. I thought they bailed their quarterback out for three and a half quarters.
0: I agree. We didn't see the typical Chiefs offense that we're used to seeing. That high-powered, take-every-risk-manageable Go for the home run instead of the bunt, if you want to make a baseball analogy. They're always just, it's third and forever, and they find a way to get first downs. It's first and five, and they're throwing it for, it doesn't matter where it is in the game, you see these deep passes where guys just get behind the defense on any down and any moment, Mahomes can just call something up, and it doesn't matter what point in the game it is, he'll do it. That third and 15 was really the first time all game we saw the, oh, there's the deep play right? that we're so used to seeing. And as you mentioned, it was ugly. It wasn't even a, a good, oh, there he is. It was, wow, that actually worked. He did
1: and was able to do enough of what he did against the Titans with his feet to escape the pass rush one for a couple first downs and also tire those pass rushers out. And that's the other thing that I thought Kyle Shanahan clearly failed his team at, not only in throwing in that situation, uh, especially uh, with the 2017 lead second and five and they make it sound like it was one play, three, but one play and some people don't like him. Some people don't like the way he talks or how he talks, or, you know, what he focuses on, but I love listening to Bart Scott talk about offenses and defenses. And Bart Scott is not that far removed from the game. Bart Scott said this morning, as did others like him, who far removed, not that far removed from the game, you got to run the ball there to also allow your defense to rest. Because you're going to give your defense another minute's rest if you run the ball there. Chance to get some Gatorade, because they're not just out there. They're out there chasing Patrick Mahomes. You ever hear guys say, well, the offense got tired? Do you ever hear anybody say the offensive linemen were tired? The offensive linemen never get tired. They're never chasing anybody. Yes, sometimes they're retreating to pass block, and uh, other times they're moving forward to run block, but they're not chasing anybody. Defensive linemen get tired, and the genius of Andy Reid, or at least you want to call it genius, you want to call it a wise coaching move, he went to the hurry up, the no huddle, which precluded – San Francisco, from rotating their defensive linemen so they couldn't rest, and their defensive linemen, that terrific front four slash five, wound up being out of gas. They were sucking wind come the last few possessions, and it showed he had more time to throw, or when there was pressure, he was getting away from the pressure. And that is part of where Kyle Shanahan failed his team because he didn't recognize he needs to make sure his defense needs to be rested. And by not running the football, he created the opportunities for three and outs twice. And as a result, his defense was out of gas. The defense that had been so strong in terms of controlling the line of scrimmage Dominating the the Casey offensive line, Joey Bosa and company, having Mahomes completely out of sorts, looking flustered, not even throwing the ball well on the run. Ie, the first interception on the run, rolling out. It was all right there for him, and he again he failed his team. He didn't put his team in the best position to win. Neither his offense. Or defense, He trusted neither one at the end of the first half, and in the fourth quarter, he didn't do what was necessary to, A, allow his offense to do what they do best, and at the same time, preserve his defense. I just thought it was an incredibly poor job by the San Francisco coach in every conceivable fashion. He failed everybody. He failed his offense. He failed his defense. He failed his, his quarterback. He failed his special teams. I, I don't get it. You know, oh, well, you know, that wasn't his team. You know, there was the Falcons. You know, Quinn should have told him not to run the ball. Correct. Agree. But, you know, it was his decision to not run the ball that pissed away the Super Bowl uh, against the Patriots. And yesterday, I just thought he pissed away the Super Bowl you know, on both sides of the ball.
0: Yeah, its it's hard sometimes to say well that one team didn't win the other team lost it but there's a lot to be made and and enough arguments to be made of when the 49ers had chances to capitalize against the best team in the National Football League and couldn't do it even after they the Chiefs score 24 20 you know it took them two minutes and 26 seconds whatever it was to score 49ers have the football with 244 left in the game. Here we go. And they, they start moving it. Couple and passes, couple runs,
1: couple runs.
0: You're, two minute warning the, 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 comes. First, first, in
1: 10 at mid, first and 10 at midfield. You don't want to score too
0: quickly. Right. Run there's, the ball. There's a minute, 49 seconds left at midfield, that point. After and and you get all your
1: timeouts, down. run the ball.
0: Instead, incomplete incomplete then he dials up a deep essentially a chief's play right the chiefs send the house knowing that they're gonna leave somebody wide not wide open but he was open in the nfl very open emmanuel sanders if the pass is well thrown and that's that's not an easy pass
1: no and he was under it's pressure. not an easy pass this guy's coming that has been called even that's been called a penalty right. on a low hit.
0: Right. He did He did get hit around the legs. He, he's, he knows it's going to be there. He has to just fling it, and it goes too far. Most likely would have been a touchdown. If not, you're right at the goal line, and you could basically do whatever you want, running the clock out. That then leads to a fourth and ten where they send the house again, sack, basically ending the game, and also uh, helping – move things along as a quick aside for those of us that had Patrick Mahomes over 32 and a half rushing yards you know at the end of the game after that interception where they got to jolly around and kneel the football a couple times he went from 40 something rushing yards down to 29 rushing yards because of the damn knees
1: it well, wasn't just the knees. You want to
0: talk about running the football, Al. Run the football so I don't lose my Patrick Mahomes it rushing wasn't, yards. It wasn't just
1: the knees. <laughs> let me let me do a little dance step and keep going back, 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 and then take a knee yeah. because I'm concerned about right. the two or three seconds per play.
0: We're not just I getting mean, the yard and a half or whatever it is. No. Let's run to the other end of the football field and then knee You're up two scores. Oh just take God. a knee. Save my bet, Patrick. Save me, would you?
1: Please.
0: Anyways. let's take a quick break to pay the bills. He's Al Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the New Report, Old Report here on Sports Radio America. We welcome you back. I'm John Lund. He's Al Renato, and this is the New Report, Old Report. It's easy to just put blame, but the Chiefs didn't play well the Chiefs didn't play how they've gotten to this point getting to the Super Bowl the 49ers end their last four drives with just 49 total yards no points three first downs a turnover on downs and an interception and Kyle Shanahan now fourth quarter of his two Super Bowls Has been outscored. I believe the number is 46 to nothing. Do something. No points. Uh, Until further
1: notice. Andy Reid wore this forever. But until further notice, on the grand stage, he's been the offensive coordinator in a Super Bowl where the biggest lead in the history of the game was blown. And he's the head coach where, now granted, it's not a huge lead, But ten points other than the Atlanta New England Super Bowl was tied for second what was the next biggest fourth quarter lead. I think three or four other times. So he's been at the helm for both. And to me, you're running the offense. Obviously, Dan Quinn's team, but you know, he was the offense coordinator. So he certainly had a big hand in it. You've choked twice. You know, you had the game, the, the New England game was over. If you barely, you all you had to do was take a knee and kick the field goal. And you have two scores and, you know, barring an onside kick recovery, chances are 99%, but we've seen that happen too. You're going to win that game. And, and you put yourself in a worst, worst, worst possible situation. You don't take advantage of Julio Jones' fabulous catch. And you don't score. Because you've got to throw the ball. You know, here your team's in a great position. You run the ball best. You decide to throw the ball instead of running the ball, and you know, not the best scenario for your offense. Clearly, to the disadvantage of your defense, and you don't score in the fourth quarter again. And you turn, you know, a, a ten-point fourth-quarter lead into an eleven-point fourth-quarter deficit. And I know it was a it was a, I don't know, a garbage touchdown. Uh, I'm not giving. Anybody, grand credit for that except the offensive line and the running back because he probably should have fallen down. You know, because if he falls down, the game is totally over and there is no miracle at all. But, you know, there's there's green in front of you. I'm scoring a touchdown in the Super Super Bowl, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, you know, I mean, come on. So it puts me over 100 yards. I got prop bet money that I'm getting in the the MVP and I'm going to be the MVP to boot. So I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have two TDs only got in the Super Bowl with two TDs, uh, you know, to his credit, he can after the game. And I don't know if I would have stopped either, um, you know, heat of the moment. It, it just, to me, it was, a, it was a, there wasn't greatness really anywhere in that game with the exception of maybe one play. And that was the Mahomes throw to, to Sammy Watkins. That was the throw. That was the throw Rodgers made on third down against Seattle. The fake dime that they like to call it. Dropping dimes. That was the one uh, when Richard Sherman got beat. Down the sideline to Watkins. On a beautiful, before the second guy got there. In between coverage. Absolutely beautiful throw. That's the big time Patty Mahomes throw. That's the one Rodgers made. That's Perfection. Uh, that's excellence in the most important time. But you know they, they didn't have the clock against them there. They had plenty of time. Uh, it wasn't third and twenty-seven. Um, it was a, it was a great throw in a big spot, and it wound up leading you know to the touchdown, which of course again was Williams. I thought he played a marvelous game. I thought he was there whenever Patrick Mahomes needed him for whatever Patrick Mahomes. Needed him to do right in many, many big spots. To me, that's an MVP.
0: One last stat on the Niners. When they did have the lead, they ran 13 plays in the second half. Nine of those 13 plays were passing plays. And that
1: is exactly
0: to your point. So a lot of people are saying, okay,
1: well, the, the second half of the Niners, the ratio of uh, running plays, passing plays and a lot of that was when they were behind Uh Uh-uh. nine to four when they were ahead nine to four throwing the football when they had the lead, not when they were behind. So it wasn't exacerbated by the fact that they were, you know, that they had two drives when they were behind, you know, one in complete desperation when they were behind two scores, you know, one legitimately when they were behind, they did not run the football enough. And again, for the old report, Hank Stram ran it down their throat 50 years ago. Why didn't Kyle Shanahan do the same? Just keep him tree that ball down the field. Keep him a drink, that ball down the field, boys. That's what Hank Stram did to win the football game 50 years ago for the Chiefs. That's what Kyle Shanahan did not do 50 years later to
0: beat the Chiefs. It was very curious, and I don't know if there was maybe ghosts in his head from... People saying he didn't know how to be conservative enough against the Patriots in that Super Bowl, so he vowed, well, I'm not going to make that mistake again, and i'll i'll be I'll be aggressive well no now now again, is when you should have been conservative, doing what you do best, not conservative where this is not who you are. Lastly, you need a lot of luck to go your way to win a Super Bowl on top of you could have the best quarterback in the league and you could have skilled players, you could have Andy Reid. You still need the ball to bounce your way. And this year, it seemed like everything that needed to bounce the way of the Chiefs, even when it didn't. Like, they lose a game to the Tennessee Titans when their field goal gets blocked, a game that they had no business losing. But if the Titans lose that game to the Chiefs, who knows where – None of this happens because they, they probably don't even make the postseason.
1: They, they don't get in to beat they don't the teams make the postseason.
0: that were going to be the juggernauts that were going to go up against the Chiefs. They fall down 24 nothing in the divisional round, which they needed the Patriots to lose to the Dolphins to get that home field advantage as they continued through the postseason. But none of that happens. You get down on the road in the postseason. Who knows what goes on? Twenty-four nothing. They go on a fifty-one to seven run. Then they're down ten nothing in the AFC Championship game. They go on a thirty-five to seven run. They're down again twenty to ten in the fourth quarter. They go on a twenty-one nothing run. The defense is one that we looked at and said, "Ah, eh, they'll they're okay. They'll be all right." But you know, here and there, that they're they'll have their holes. It seems like when the lights shone, shined the brightest, they flipped a switch. And people have been making the comparison to what the Warriors have done of recent years where they flip a switch and they just take over a game. And before you know it, you're left in the dust. Sometimes it felt that way with the Chiefs, whether on offense or on defense. That happened last night, again, on the defensive side. Before you know it, the 49ers couldn't do anything. And before you know it, here come the Chiefs. And now... Super Bowl champs. Patrick Mahomes, one of the best resumes you'll ever see to start a football career. Andy Reid finally gets his Lombardi trophy. And these Chiefs are going to be a team to be reckoned with. Now as a Denver Broncos fan, I actually have to take them seriously, Al. All these years. <laughs>
1: and as a Ravens fan, I have to deal with yeah. them for God knows how many more years. All these
0: years, people, are we hate the Chiefs. They're such a big rivalry. And they say, why? they're They're never... They're no good. There's no playoff battles. We're fine. Well, now now things are changing, and Patrick Mahomes is taking charge.
1: At least I'm only going to have to play him at at most twice a
0: year. (laughs) Al, it's always a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. Folks, we hope you enjoyed Super Bowl week. Not a great, but at
1: least a good game. For the first time in 50 years. The Hunt family not only raised the Hunt Trophy, but they raised the Vince Lombardi Trophy. They are champions of the NFL world. Until next week, for my partner, the great John Tiny Lynn, I am Al Renato, a.k.a. Al from White Plains. Have a great football sweeper